0: Hi everybody. I'm Steve Sivers, CEO of the Ohio Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to our podcast, Down to Business. This is our second episode. Our special guest today, the CEO of Jobs Ohio, JP Nasif. Thanks for being here, JP.
1: Thanks for having me, Steve. I appreciate the ability to get down to business with you and the
0: Ohio Chamber. Well, it's great to have you. You know, Jobs Ohio in its 11th year now, over a decade of success. Can you tell us a little bit about Jobs Ohio's mission and what you've accomplished over the last 10 years? So, Jobs Ohio is Ohio's.
1: Private Economic Development Corporation. It is a -a one-of-a-kind state-level economic development platform. There's not another one like it in the United States of America. And uh, in our 11th year, we are really hitting our stride. And uh, it's a competitive advantage for Ohio. There are really four attributes that make Jobs Ohio different from every other economic development entity. First is it's private. Uh, Obvious advantages to being private, these companies that we work with, um, to help expand their businesses here in Ohio, or maybe they're from outside of the state and they want to come to Ohio, they share all kinds of private information about their strategy. Uh, about their finances. uh, And that's information that they do not want shared with their competitors or with the financial markets until they're ready to share it. And as a private entity, we can keep that information private because as you know, uh, traditional economic development at the state level is part of the state government and the information that's shared is open and subject to sunshine. And, and so uh, by being private, that provides Ohio with a competitive advantage. But the second attribute is our set, our unique, stable funding source that is separate from government funding, doesn't use any tax dollars. Uh, this is something that I found when I traveled the state. A lot of people didn't know about. And frankly, when when Governor Dewine, well, then candidate Dewine and Lieutenant Governor Houston asked me to consider uh, my throwing my head in the ring for this job, I didn't really know the structure. But so the second attribute this Separate source of funding. Ohio is one of the few states that controls the distribution of spiritus liquors, not beer and wine, but hard liquors there. You've heard, remember the state stores, uh, but Ohio controls the distribution of those liquors. What jobs Ohio did in 2013, two years after it was uh, made private, went to the bond markets, raised $1.4 billion, deposited that into the state's general fund and in exchange uh, Jobs Ohio leased the rights to essentially operate the distribution of Spiritus Liquors in Ohio through 2038 and then used the profits from that effort to fund economic development and to give you an idea of how that's going.
0: That's a unique model and a it's, great it's model that seems to very really make a difference, that that private funding. and But the stable funding, you don't have to depend on. State appropriated dollars. You know you're going to have a stable funding for source into the future.
1: That's right. And then when you're negotiating, you know you have to move very quickly. You have to know that you have access to these resources, uh, and having having those resources is helps us to again another competitive advantage. To give you an idea, last year the net profit from liquor enterprise was over three hundred million dollars, and that all goes to fund economic development. Uh, The third unique attribute is the way we go to market. And, and you know, this, when you uh, are considering where you're going to live, where your family wants to live, you don't say, I'm going to go live in a state. You look at a metropolitan area that fits the needs of your family. Well, businesses do the same thing. They look uh, for metropolitan areas. And so the way we go into the market, you know, we're a central organization with a statewide mission. Uh, But we go into the marketplace through six Regional partners. We call them local partners. Absolutely. We call them the Jobs Ohio Network. Uh, There are six of them to to match different regions of our state. So that allows us to have the strength and the resources of a central organization, but to deliver them in a granular way with a soft local touch. A very Ohio way to do things because we like to get involved and collaborate. Great collaboration. Uh, And then uh, the fourth attribute at the very middle uh, in the center of what we do is our people. This is a people driven business. The deals are sourced by people. They're negotiated by people. And we pull our economic development professionals from the private sector, from those sectors that we're focused on, Mm -hmm. and then we transform them magically into economic developers, uh, where there's several training programs. Uh, but we, we have a unique model because, uh, we're able to have people at the table negotiating with business that understand those businesses that understand the industry, they understand the workforce and the challenges and the culture of that industry sector. And and then over the course of the last 10 years, we've really figured out how to use that model, uh, to be a competitive advantage, and you, you, you know, and you could see um, the confluence of those come together with the, the Intel deal. Well,
0: and that's a perfect segue. So, you know, one of the sort of great successes of Jobs Ohio is the recent twenty billion dollar investment in Ohio by Intel to create the largest semiconductor plant in the world. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how those conversations with Intel got started and? What led them to choose Ohio?
1: So uh, I'd just like to say that it's amazing how uh, uh, the Team Ohio effort, when I say Team Ohio, it starts, any team starts with great leadership. And Governor DeWine, Lieutenant Governor Husted, uh, Economic Development Director Lydia Mihalik, uh, the Department of Transportation, they were involved from in this uh, from the very beginning. Uh, there was no time that we could not get access to them as we negotiated a very large very complex deal. So the deal came to us on, in early May, it entered the jobs, Ohio system in early May. We did a very quick statewide search. Now you can only, you can imagine it's early May. It's a year ago. I mean, we're almost a year ago to the day. Hey, we need something that has 700 to a thousand acres room to expand access to millions of gallons of water per day, all this power. And we need a proposal in three days. Wow. Four days. It was just a quick turnaround. You just can't snap your fingers and compete for that. So
0: your network really paid dividends. there. The
1: network, the governor, the lieutenant governor, the cabinets came together very quickly. Uh, One site emerged. Uh, Again, the very rigorous requirements. One site emerged. uh, We responded uh, to the request for information. And, you you know, my my sense was, okay, you know, they're giving us a very short period to respond. They're just checking a box. They've got, uh, you know, they've probably narrowed it down to where they really want to go. But we took it seriously. And we were able to take it seriously because what we had done in the past 10 years as a team, we learned to work together. We understood what it took to win. We were hungry. And we were not going to accept no.
0: And I've heard the Intel CEO say that Ohio was not on their list originally and that the proposal and the relationship he made with Governor DeWine and you uh, really uh, took Ohio from nowhere to in the running to becoming the winner. Each round of
1: information. So so that first proposal uh, was an eye opener for them. You know, for for us in Ohio, we were used to working together. We were used to leaning in and being aggressive. We were able to be aggressive because we have this very unique economic development platform called Jobs Ohio. But with each uh, each iterative request for information, Intel. Kept seeing. something they liked and they kept peeling back the onion more and we kept providing more information. And, you know, what started on May 3rd, um, then we realized as we got into the summer, you know, we're going to need some more tools at our disposal to compete. We're going to need mega projects legislation uh, because uh, other states that were competing had the ability to offer up job creation tax credits that went, you know, up to and beyond 30 years. And this is a, anytime you're seeing Billions of dollars of investment. These are long-term, strategic payback deals. So we we went and uh, sent a letter to the governor Dewine, Lieutenant Governor Husted, and they they quickly led. Uh, they worked directly uh, with uh, President Huffman, Speaker Cup, in the Ohio Legislature, and then uh, the legislature passed. The governor signed mega legislation. So we had that tool at our disposal. Uh, very quickly, that w- that allowed us to enhance our proposal to make it competitive with other states. Uh, then we had site visit, multiple site visits, uh, including, I think, the famous breakfast uh, meeting at the governor's the residence yeah. Uh, yeah. with uh, Fran DeWine and, and um, uh, the COO of Intel, uh, Kayvon, and his team. And it was really there. And I was on that tour uh, with Kayvon and the Intel deal team. We drove around uh, Licking County at the proposed site. We stopped, uh, stopped the Surrey. Uh, Kayvon got out, looked around. He came back on to the Surrey and he, he said, we are thinking too small. I want you all to think Bigger. Uh, and that's really wow. where he saw other opportunities for what, what Intel calls fellow travelers. They're not competitors, but they, uh, building the ecosystem, building the ecosystem and what had resulted in on, on Christmas Eve, a signed letter, uh, from the president, uh, uh, to the governor and to the Lieutenant governor, essentially, uh, committing, uh, to build the world's largest semiconductor manufacturing campus and really rewire the supply chain for the semiconductor industry around the state of Ohio, just a huge global economic shift centered right here in the state of Ohio.
0: That really, you know, could put to bed the idea of the Rust Belt. Tell us what this supply chain opportunity could mean to every part of Ohio, because, you know, the supply chain won't just be right next to the plant. There could be businesses in Cleveland, Toledo, Cincinnati, Southeast Ohio, Northwest Ohio. Talk about that supply chain and what it could really mean for Ohio.
1: Well, it is interesting, this notion of the Rust Belt and flyover state. And, you know, those of us that have made the decision to live here and build our businesses and our careers here, raise our families here. We've heard we've heard this from family members and colleagues. I know I have, you know, why do you live there? Is it Iowa? Is that where you said you live? Ohio. It, Ohio <laughs> was, you know, and I think we, we had put that to bed in our, in our own minds. And, and it, frankly, uh, looking back at 2021, uh, jobs, Ohio's numbers without mm-hmm. Intel, we already had broken records of the organization had never seen numbers in new job creation New projects won, uh, new payroll generated, and even our customer service uh, ranking from Net Promoter had gone into the mid 80s, which is considered world class customer service. So we we had already put the term Rust Belt uh, and flyover state to bed. But having Intel. They go through a very rigorous process when they decide where to to build, you know, their infrastructure for them to also recognize that Ohio is maybe not what others around the world believed that it was. That's really opened the door uh To other not only semiconductor companies but families looking to leave the coasts, companies looking to reshore and reconfigure an open and secure supply chain uh, and, and do that right here in the American midwest in ohio so that that supply chain that will surround. Uh, Intel is significant because the the types of companies uh, and the type of apparatus that's required, uh, also very, uh, very high value jobs, a significant investment in infrastructure. And to give you an idea, phase one of Intel's commitment is to $20 billion investment. Uh, But uh, they are planning four phases um, and they've got... uh, They've got the capacity and the demand in the marketplace. And so if you look at what we announced was phase one, $20 billion of investment, uh, but all phases are close to $100 billion of investment. That's just for Intel. That's not counting the supply chain. That's not counting other semiconductor companies that are now looking at Ohio and other tech businesses that before were maybe looking at Texas, maybe looking at Colorado. They're all now looking at Ohio right now.
0: And that's impressive. Clearly there will be companies moving to Ohio to be part of that supply chain. Talk about what this could mean for companies that are already located here, not just in central Ohio, but across the state. Will they have a chance to become an Intel supplier as well? So, you know,
1: Intel is a a massive global company. So there are already 140 suppliers to Intel that are in the state of Ohio today. So just with those companies, uh, there's going to be more business generated uh, from the investment that Intel will make. Uh, But we're also seeing in our... In our pipeline of new business opportunity, it's up, uh, it's up a thousand percent in some wow. categories of business. So we're seeing very large strategic businesses, uh, enter our pipeline, uh, like we've not seen since the organization was, uh, formed and it just looking at some of the numbers in the 10 years prior to jobs, Ohio's formation. So, you know, before 2011, we lost as a state, 18% of our, uh, high end, uh, the high-end jobs in the nine sectors, nine private sectors that we're focused on. Of course, we've added a 10th sector to support the military and federal and veteran uh, workforce. But since 2010, and not including what Intel has added and what these new pipeline opportunities will add. We've added over 14% of those jobs back. And so we're, we're now on the precipice, you know, through this renaissance, this COVID calibrated economy renaissance, which includes Intel, but it's not only Intel We're we're going to surpass what we lost and and what we've been fighting for for the last two decades.
0: Well, those new jobs, the Intel jobs and all the jobs that you brought to Ohio have really um, been impactful on A lot of Ohioans and their economic opportunities. Can you talk a little bit about what Jobs Ohio and Intel have done to work with the education community to address the workforce of the future? Because obviously, uh, bringing all these jobs in has created um, new demand, and there needs to be training that goes along with that. But you've had some real innovative. Agreements with our Ohio education institutions.
1: That's right. And they're still, you know, Intel is still building the platform that they're going to use, but they've already publicly committed to investing 150 million in uh, centered in Ohio universities and two year community colleges uh, to make sure that the curriculum is developed, the unique curriculum uh, for the high end, precise manufacturing processes that'll take place in the in this facility. Um, but they're also going to seek uh the Federal, National Science Foundation resources that will be matched by national universities, but all of it will be centered here in Ohio. And as you know, you know Ohio is an importer of uh, talent. They need to you know,
0: go to college. We just need to keep more of them here. I exactly. We
1: bring in close to a hundred. We graduate close to one hundred and forty thousand graduates each year, wow. and just uh, and about half of those leave the state to seek other opportunities. So what we've got in Ohio is as we're bringing more business here, you know, we've got those 70 plus thousand a year that had been leaving the state. We can focus on making sure that they have experiential learning co-ops and internships with Ohio companies in a growing economic market here in Ohio. So we believe uh, working with Intel, but really working with the universities across the board, uh, we're in a good situation. We just now need to execute and, uh, go about the business of making sure that those students, those universities, uh, understand what the the demand and requirement are for workers. And again, developing curriculum, developing experiential learning programs like co-ops and internships. And uh, we're in the process right now of working with them Jobs Ohio has a talent initiative. Of course, the state uh, has a a significant investment in workforce and in the public uh, education system. But Ohio is going to now focus on workforce and talent uh, for the next ten years, so to make sure that we have the talent to fill all the jobs that are coming here.
0: As you continue to have success, we're going to continue to need an investment in that workforce. The state's got some innovative programs. Jobs Ohio and and all our public and private colleges and Our community colleges in Ohio are focused on it. I'm excited about the future for Ohio's workforce. So you mentioned earlier about reshoring the supply chain. You know, I served for 10 years in Congress. Talk about how important the CHIPS Act is to the future of the Intel plant and the future of our um, military and keeping our defense sector secure and making sure that things are made here in America.
1: Well, Intel has told us that this phase one is going to happen, Uh, but with the CHIPS Act, it will go faster and there will be more phases. You know, what we've witnessed over the last couple decades, you know, with migration west and south, we we've seen with NAFTA manufacturing go south of the border. Then in the OOs and the teens, we've seen the supply chain for tech. Go overseas to save costs and cut costs. The, one of the reasons that the, the tech industry has gone to Asia is because many of those countries have been subsidizing, among other things, semiconductor the semiconductor industry. So, what the Chips Act will do is put American companies and American workers and American industry on parity with these other other companies. It will allow us to compete on a level playing field. So, the Chips Act is very important to the United States of America, not just the Intel deal in Ohio, but it's the United States of America's ability to compete and continue to win in this industry.
0: Well, and the tech is such an important part of our economic future in America. So we've got to make sure we can compete there. So thanks for all of that. And, you know, we're urging that Congress get the Chips Act done soon. Hopefully it'll happen. I believe it will, but we need to make it happen uh, as quickly as we can. You talked earlier about the mega site legislation, you know, It has not quite been around a year. It was effective on uh, July 1st of uh, last year. It already brought us the Intel deal. What do you think the future looks like with that mega site legislation? Will there be other deals? Are you starting to see other flow that's uh, of the mega Right. site variety. So me- mega,
1: the mega legislation and mega projects, there's a definition uh, for a mega project. It's a really large project. Uh, technically speaking, uh, over a billion dollars of capital investment from the company. And then over seventy-five million dollars of payroll, so the wages uh, per per employee are very high. And what the mega legislation allows us to do is have an additional tool in our toolkit so that Ohio can be competitive. And in this particular case, it allows us, Team Ohio, Governor, uh, and Jobs Ohio, to be able to offer up to 30 years of job creation tax credit. So it allows the incremental jobs to have a credit against them uh, for a mega project. Uh, And what we're seeing right now in our pipeline, uh, as an example, we have 17 projects that would qualify as mega projects in our pipeline in 2018 We had one on average, since we've been an organization for 11 years, the average number of mega projects in our pipeline in any given year is somewhere between one and two. Wow. We have 17. 17. And it seems like every month uh, there's another company that says, hey, we saw the Intel deal or we heard of this other deal that came here and more companies are taking. Now, we're not going to win them all. Uh, but we're going to be aggressive. Again, we we have developed a strong economic development muscle over the last decade, learning how to work together because we are hungry for this business. So I believe we're going to win more than our fair share of these mega deals and that mega legislation. And my hats off go to the, a great tool. To the governor, Lieutenant Governor, and of course, uh, uh, Speaker Cup and President Huffman for acting uh, swiftly to provide us with that tool.
0: That's great. Well, uh, you know, Success begets success. It's uh, incredible uh, what you've done there. Another success that uh, I know you're proud of, the chamber uh, has a goal that everybody in Ohio should have economic opportunity where they live. Uh, Another milestone for Jobs Ohio is that now with the uh, business park in Noble County, you're invested in all 88 counties. Talk a little bit about that and, and how we're trying to make sure that Everybody in Ohio has opportunity, and all the things you're yeah, doing right. to make that happen—that's amazing. To be invested in all 88 counties, thank you for that. And uh, talk about that commitment. So it's a
1: you know it's a long time in coming. Uh, what we did in you know 2018 before I was here, the Jobs Ohio team started looking at a follow-on strategy to the founding strategy of the organization. It's called Jobs Ohio 2.0. But what we found is when we looked in the rearview mirror at where we were successful and unsuccessful at winning opportunities. One of, one of the things we found is when we would lose is we did not have a site that was shovel ready. And these businesses, they come in, they have, they're competing in a marketplace. They don't have time to wait a couple of years until we get our sites together. So uh, one of the things we did we put together a job ready shovel ready site program together. We're investing $250 million over five years to build a portfolio of sites uh, we're matching the sites and how we're developing those to what we're seeing as demand in the market. And for every dollar jobs, Ohio invests, there's another $12 invested in sites. So that's one of the programs we established that uh, is being invested in areas, all areas across the state. But we also found, um, as we were looking at demographic patterns that they were underrepresented population groups and underrepresented and distressed geographies around the state that weren't able to fully participate in the economy. And if Ohio is going to compete, uh, we need to make sure that everyone can access the economy. So we created an inclusive economic development program, a set of tools, a set of incentive programs that allowed distressed communities and underrepresented population groups to access jobs ohio's resources and what we did in noble county uh, was part of that program so now we'll have a job ready site uh, you know essentially an industrial park in noble county uh, so that as these businesses enter uh, our pipeline looking for a location Uh, Noble County will have a site that's ideal for distribution and light manufacturing uh, to put some, uh, again, to allow access uh, to jobs, Ohio resources and access to the economy. That's good for Ohio. That's good for the country. And obviously that's good for Noble County.
0: Great. Well, Jobs Ohio CEO JP Nassif, thanks for being on Down to Business with the Ohio Chamber. If folks want to learn a little bit more about Jobs Ohio, is there a website? Uh, how can they Absolutely. get more information about Good. Jobs Ohio?
1: jobsohio.com and, and you can go learn everything you possibly wanted to know about Jobs Ohio, about economic development, about the state of Ohio and about all the deals that we've done. We take transparency very seriously and so you can go to our site and, and if that doesn't work, you can always send me an email directly, nasif at jobsohio.com and I'll make sure you get to the right person to answer the questions you have.
0: That's great. JP, thanks to you and thanks to Jobs Ohio for growing Ohio's economy for being that unique economic development uh, secret sauce that's making Ohio win. We're excited to continue to win with Jobs Ohio into the future. Thanks for being on Down to Business.
1: Thank you, Steve, for having me. Thanks for your leadership of the Ohio Chamber.
0: Thank you.